Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and I want to encourage you to walk towards a simplified life and make room for what matters to you. Minimalism is the movement that's all about having less stuff so that you have more time for the things that you care about. It's become a pretty big thing and it's changed my life. But sometimes it feels like minimalism has become about subscribing to a trendy movement and trying to do it perfectly. My goal is to help you find a sustainable, realistic version of minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. Minimalish is about grace-filled minimalism. It certainly is not about doing it perfectly. And each week, We'll talk about the topics of simple living, motherhood, decluttering, slowing down, mindset shifts, and everything else in between that will help us move towards a more intentional life. And I'll often invite a guest on to chat with me about these topics as well. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Let's dive in. Hi, friend. Welcome back to Minimalish. I am so glad you're here. This week, we are continuing our series on work and school. We have a few weeks left. This week, we are talking about the work of homemaking and stay-at-home motherhood. And I'm excited to chat with my guest, Celeste, about homemaking. Before we get started, I wanted to read a word from a listener. I like to do this every once in a while and give your words space on the show because I'm so grateful when you take the time to review the show. When you give the show a positive review, it helps it be seen. It helps more women find the show and start to listen. I love being here each week and getting to chat with you all. And if you love being here too, I am so grateful any way that you share or give a review. So if you haven't done so already, go ahead and write a quick review for the show if you're loving it. And here is the one I want to share today. It is from Tasha Cates. And Tasha says, So far, I've only listened to three episodes. And I have laughed, cried, and felt so inspired. I'm so excited to listen to more episodes and learn and grow along the way. Tasha, I am so glad that you enjoy the podcast. And I'm so thankful that you wrote a review after listening to three episodes and loving them. I am grateful for you. All right, friends, so I'm grateful for you for being here no matter what. I'm just so glad you are here with me and that I get to be here to chat with you about the things that matter week after week. Today, as we continue talking about how our choices in our work and how we can find purpose in the choices we've made for work, I am so excited to chat with, like I said, my guest, Celeste. I connected with her on Instagram, and she is the founder of Leslie's World, which is a blog that centers around her passion for being a modern-day homemaker and creating an atmosphere that is beneficial to herself and her family. I love this mission. I think it is beautiful that she is drawing attention to the importance of homemaking, because honestly, whether you stay at home or not, homemaking is a thing. It is purposeful to create a peaceful environment for our family to live in. Now, that responsibility does not need to fall solely on the mom. So my husband specifically is a better homemaker than me. I say that all the time. But basically, my experience with homemaking lately has been about finding purpose in this because I'm not the best at cleaning. I am not the most motivated person when it comes to cleaning, which is something that if you have my cleaning routine resource, you know this about me. And also if you're a listener, you know this about me. And I have really worked on finding more purpose in taking care of my home and really 
minimalism has sparked that journey because minimalism helped me feel less overwhelmed about keeping a peaceful home environment. So before we get started, I just want to encourage you that if the subject of homemaking makes you feel a little bit like, oh, I'm not doing enough, that's how I used to feel. First of all, you are enough. Do not tie your worth to the tidiness of your home because that is a really shallow place to tie your worth, especially when you're living with kids and they mess things up all the time, right? They love to make messes and I encourage inviting the mess because messes are a place where we can really connect with our kids and I talk about that in my short episode called Invite the Mess. But if you feel like you're constantly cleaning up your house and you can never get ahead and your home feels far from a peaceful environment and you don't even know how you could even work to get there, I so encourage you to dive into minimalism. This is honestly why minimalism has been so huge for me is because I am a messy person. I am not great at homemaking, but through minimalism, I have found joy in having a peaceful and tidy home. And it doesn't mean it's tidy all the time, but it means that less makes it easily able to tidy it up. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case you've stumbled upon this podcast and you're like, what is this minimalism thing? I'm kind of interested, but I'm not sure if it's for me. I encourage you start today, declutter a space, take the stuff out of that space that you do not need or do not want there anymore, remove it from your home and feel the peace that that space will bring you. I do want to just say that the idea of homemaking is definitely disregarded by our culture. It is something that is kind of looked down upon or at least just not valued. It's looked at as something we just need to get through. I challenge you to think of it differently. I challenge you to find purpose in taking care of our homes because I know it's easy to find purpose in taking care of our families, right? Which is part of homemaking and what we'll discuss in this episode. But can we find purpose in taking care of our homes as well? Because I think it is also very important and a huge part of taking care of our families. And hey, if that means outsourcing, if you have the ability to do so, more power to you because there is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with taking something off of your plate and putting your time into the things that are in your own strengths. Okay, let's dive in to my conversation with Celeste. We're going to talk about all things stay-at-home motherhood and homemaking and finding purpose at home. I think you're going to love her. She is such a light. So here's my conversation with Celeste. Hi, Celeste. Thank you so much for being on Minimalish. I'm excited to chat with you today all about your role as a stay-at-home mom and homemaker. Um, So before we get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super duper duper excited um, about the opportunity. Um, so yes, so my name is Celeste. Uh, some people call me Lessie, um, but my, my real name is Celeste. Um, I am a wife. I've been married for six years. And actually, as of today, today is our 11 year saying yes to being girlfriend and boyfriend day. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a fun fact. Um, so yes, I've been with my husband um, for a total of 11 years. Uh, he was my best friend prior to us, um, you know, uh, 
becoming, I don't know, romantic, whatever. Um, so yeah, um, I love him. I love marriage. He's the best. I'm also a mom to a toddler who is three and a half years old, um, a little boy, super energetic. He is He's something else. He's growing and just amazing me every day, literally. And I also am a mom to a newborn, another little boy um, who will actually be two months later this week. So that's pretty exciting. I'm also a virtual administrative assistant. So I do administrative work from home for different companies. And I'm also a lifestyle blogger at Lessie's World. Um, and Lessie's World is my blog. And I've, I've actually been blogging since 2014. And it started out just a place to talk about wifehood because it was the year after I got married. And soon after that, it turned into a place where I talked about my journeys as a mother because I gave birth to my son in 2016. And most recently, I have, it's become a place to kind of talk about all things related to homemaking. So you'll find things like wifehood, motherhood, cooking and recipes, cleaning and organization, as well as, as self-care. So um, in a nutshell, I feel like I just spoke for a million minutes, but um, in a nutshell, that's who I am and that's what I do. Yeah, no, not at all. That was super helpful to kind of get a picture of all of your different roles. How has it been transitioning from one to two kids since you're like in that postpartum period right now? How's that going? Um, you know, honestly, it, it hasn't been as difficult as I thought it would be. And I have to give a lot of that credit to um, not only my husband. So my husband was able to take off uh, six weeks uh, for paternity leave. So he was with me. Um, for a large part of the very beginning, you know, stages with the baby. So that was super duper helpful. Anything that I needed help with, more specifically with my older son, um, Nicholas is my older son and Caden is the baby's. Any help I needed with Nicholas, he kind of took over completely so that I can focus mainly on nursing and just kind of getting to know Caden. So that was super helpful. And in addition, my grandmother came from Florida to help out as well. So I've had a lot of hands helping me out in a lot of different ways. And I also made it, um, I also made sure to have a lot of things in the house prepared prior to giving birth. So I made sure that all of our essentials were stocked. Um, my freezer and fridge were filled with food like so I made sure that I had nothing to really worry about when he came uh, as of right now my husband just went back to work my grandmother's actually leaving soon and I think now is kind of when I'm getting into the how things are actually going to look as time goes on and it's not bad it's not bad my son is a super huge help Nicholas he loves absolutely adores Caden which is beautiful and he helps out as best as he can, because um, uh, he is pretty young too. Uh, but yeah, so overall, the transition has been very smooth, very, very smooth. And I'm loving all of it, except for the, the, the sleepless nights. Um, that's one thing. I love my sleep, and I'm not getting as much of it, but that is to be expected. So outside of my sleepless nights, um, it's been a pretty smooth transition. That's so good to hear. It's so good. I'm so glad that you had a good amount of help and everything. I know I, I have one child, so I like think about, you know, that transition, whatever it will happen. I don't know. Um, to two kids and I'm like, man, that has to be a lot different. I always think about how pregnancy, I was like 
so relaxed and, and you know you kind of you're with your first one you have all this time to really process like what's happening even though you have no idea what you're getting yourself into yeah. but then I think about like what it will be like to just be exhausted in pregnancy with a toddler running around um, but it's nice to hear a positive perspective okay let's talk a little bit about I just want to talk to you about homemaking in general right now we are in a series in the podcast all about work and the work that we do as moms. And I fully believe that, you know, I'm a stay at home mom slash work at home mom. I have also been a work outside of the home mom. So I believe that like, you know, all aspects of what we can choose for work are good. We just have to make the right choice for our family. And I also believe that, you know, being a stay at home mom and being a homemaker is, it, it is work. So what does your day look like? Um, and even if you want to talk about like what that choice looked like for you to be a stay at home mom, what did that look like for you? Yeah, great question. So I, I didn't, so being a stay at home mom was something I've always, I guess, dreamed about being when I was younger. Like I would talk to my sisters um, about getting married and having kids. And um, at the time I wasn't thinking about working from home. Just, I didn't even think I was thinking about work at all, which shows how young I was. I was just like, I'm going to be home with my kids. That was it. No money involved. Just me being home with my kids. Yeah. Um, and as I got older, um, the desire was still there, but I also realized that you have to work to be able to support um, your family. So when my husband and I were married, we both had jobs and um, we were at a really good place financially and we wanted to keep that steady. Um, then I got pregnant in 2016. And after I had my son, I, I had full intention of going back to work. I was on maternity leave. I gave birth via C-section. So I had, um, I think it was eight weeks I had. Yeah, I think it was eight, 12 weeks. I, think it was, I don't remember. What, I think it was 12 weeks. Something like that. I had a set amount of time. And um, as far as I was concerned, I was going back to work. And as the time got closer and closer to returning to work, my husband and I were putting into plans like what we're going to do with my son, um, you know, like who we would drop him off with, what time I would pick him up, things like that. And the more I thought about it, the more devastated I became. Like um, we were actually making arrangements with, arrangements with my sister who works from home. So I was like, I'll drop him off by you at this time and I'll pick him up. And in the middle of talking about it, I I'm not even a super emotional person, but I welled up with tears. I got so teary eyed and I started crying and I was just like, I called my husband. I was like, I don't, I don't think that I can do this. I think that I, I want to stay at home with him. And um, thankfully my husband was super supportive. He was just like, all right, then we'll make it happen. So it was kind of a blind decision um, to do it, but I, I am so happy that it was the choice that we made. Um, it worked out so perfectly for my family. Um, soon after having Nicholas, maybe about, I think it was a little before his first birthday was when I entered into the world of um, virtual administrative assistance. So that became another source of income and I was able to stay home with my son while still making money to contribute to our household. And so since then, I, I knew that I wasn't going to turn back. So when, when I had Caden um, two months ago, uh, I just knew, you know, we, it would be different. You know, we'd have to adjust, but um, uh, I planned on staying home 
um, with him as well. So that's kind of how uh, becoming a stay-at-home mom or work-from-home mom happened for me. Yeah, I can relate to that a lot. I um, have a similar story to where I kind of just phased out my work out of the home job because I had a lot of emotions going on as well. And it just didn't seem like the healthiest decision for me to stay working um, for anxiety reasons and everything. So I can definitely relate. And I think so many moms are in that position. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that our maternity leaves in America are so short and, you know, we're not able to get that time with our babies and we have to go back to work right away. But, you know, we all have different situations and different things that we have to do to provide for our families as well. Um, thankful for the internet that, that, you know, that we're able to find work from home as well for a lot of us. So I, um, what does your day right now look like with a newborn and a toddler? And you said you have your grandmother helping you as well, but like, what does it look like? Um, you know, when it comes to, even like transitioning back into doing the cooking and and doing all of the household things and the work that you do as a homemaker. So, um, so before even talking about that, I have to just kind of touch into what I did prior to giving birth um, to the baby, the newborn. Um, Yeah, for sure. Before giving birth, I I realized that things were going to get I don't want to say difficult. I knew things were going to change. I knew there was definitely going to be a change in the house with my son, who's a toddler. And anybody who knows toddlers, um, super energetic, just super all over the place, you know, um, and then with a newborn. So you kind of have to keep your eyes on both of these little humans. Um, I knew that I had to create a system or systems in order to keep my sanity. <laughs> yeah. So when I was pregnant, I, um, I created... Um, uh, a chart actually it's like in in my in my dining room area um, but I, I created a chart it was a cleaning chart and a cooking chart and it gave me each day I had something specific to do um, on that day which kind of spread out all of my home responsibilities so that it wasn't all over the place like I hate when my home is just like looking absolutely crazy, um, which happens with a toddler, you know, it, it just happens. But if I can have all the other pieces in order, um, it'll be easy to kind of tidy up with him at night. And then in the morning, my home looks proper. Um, and there's food cooked and that kind of thing. So I made sure to stick to um, a routine where each day I was doing a certain part of the house, cleaning a certain part of the house. Um, certain days I cooked, um, where, whereas other days I did other things, you know, so and anytime I would feel super Um, like I didn't want to do it. I would push myself as much as I could. I didn't, I wasn't like a crazy lady, you know, super pregnant trying to do everything, but (laughs) I pushed myself as much as I could. And I just told myself, if you can do it this tired while pregnant with, um, with a toddler, then you'll be able to do it once you have a newborn. That was my reasoning because, you know, when you're pregnant, you're, you're like just physically like your body's not even your own, especially as it gets to the end. Um, so I was just like, if I can do this now 
when the help leaves, the extra help, so like my, my grandmother, when my husband goes back to work, I can keep, like, just go back to my head, well, Celeste, you did this when you were super pregnant and super tired, um, you can do it now. And it's actually, it's worked pretty well. So I've transitioned to the same, almost the same um, schedule, but just having the system period has made it really easy, specifically during the day. So my son, um, he goes to a daycare during the day on from Monday to Thursday. So during the days, um, it's not as loud in my house. <laughs> um, but on those days, I know exactly what I'm doing each day so that in the evenings, I can spend time with um, both boys and my husband. And it's not like my mind is racing like, oh, no, you have to cook or, oh, no, you didn't clean this or, you know, that kind of thing. So creating a clear system has really helped. I'm still tweaking it um, specifically because um, the baby, the newborn, he's not really on a schedule. So like, I kind of just try to do things like while he's napping and I'm nursing, which takes up a lot of time as well. Um, but, uh, we're tweaking it to make, I'm tweaking it to make it work. So I think as he gets older and he, um, is on a more structured, um, routine so like nap time is from this time to that time and then you know we eat from this time to that time once it gets a little clearer I think it'll be even smoother but right now um having started that prior to giving birth has been a huge 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 help um to now like postpartum yeah and I can see that that definitely like having that system laid out for you has probably been giving you so much clarity because there's there has to be just so much to think about with the transition to, to having two kids. So that's awesome um, and super helpful. So let's kind of like stay on a similar topic. Um, what routines and systems do you have? Like I know you just talked about the chart, but is there any kind of like specific cleaning routine or, you know, meal planning system that you use that has helped you be able to like get things done at home, but also get work done and, um, and also have time to spend with your kids. Because I think so often, you know, as when we stay at home and work from home and we really like care about and want to do those homemaking like duties, mm -hmm. it can be a lot. So, so what <laughs> systems have helped you? Um, okay, so I'll start with like um, cooking and groceries, that kind of thing. I And I know this is not typical, but I love grocery shopping. And if you leave it up to me, I will be in the grocery store for like an hour and change, just kind of going through each aisle and breezing through. Um, <laughs> and, um, I don't have that the, the luxury of that kind of time anymore. So I've um, created this, it's not even super complex, but it's just uh, the day before I go grocery shopping and oftentimes during the week, like if I see that something's like, you know, I just ran out of ketchup or something like that, I would like make a note of it. Um, but specifically the day before I do grocery shopping, I figure out um, exactly what I want to cook that week. So I typically cook um, three meals and the meals are usually dinner which double as um lunch for my husband because i send him to to work with um lunch so i have three meals that i cook um depending on my budget depending on um the time i have that kind of thing it, it'll depend on how complex the meals are but i choose three meals and um and then outline exactly what i'll need for each of those meals and then i choose one to two breakfast items one to two lunch items which are usually the same for me 
Um, it's like in the morning for breakfast, I'm either going to have eggs somehow, like boiled or scrambled or whatever, or I'm going to have oatmeal. It's, I, I'm a creature of habit, so I don't <laughs> mind having the same thing. Um, and then for lunch, I'm going to have some sort of salad or maybe a wrap, something like that. And I'll add a couple snacks, so maybe like yogurt or um, trail mix, like, you know, something like that, some fruit, whatever. Um, and I put it all on my little grocery list. And when I go to the grocery store, I, I mean, it takes discipline as well, but I'm literally able to go in, come out, have everything that I need. And so not only does it make the time in the grocery store go by like really efficient, but during the week, I'm not thinking, Oh man, what do I have to cook? Like, Oh my God, like, what am I going to eat? It's like that type of stuff. It's, I don't have to worry about it because I know exactly what's happening that week. So having that structure with cooking and grocery shopping, um, has been super helpful. Um, even from my son, like I ask him like, what do you want to eat this week? Or what, what fruit do you want? And I'll show him, um, the circular, like, do you, you want watermelon do you want mangoes and he'll tell me so it's during the week where pretty much we're pretty good you know it's just like okay well you have this to choose from this to choose from he chooses we're good um so that's what I've been doing with regards to groceries and cooking um and it really just helps helps that kind of stuff become second nature it's not things that I really have to think about as far as cleaning goes I eat so each day I do a specific area in the house just this is the the chart system that I have and um, Thursdays whichever day is the day before I go grocery shopping I make sure I have one there clean out the fridge so that it's ready for the new groceries which really helps as well um, and then every day I have just like a small list of just things that I do before the day is out to make sure that the house is just is is pretty good. So for example, I make sure all of the kitchen tops and tabletops are cleared off and wiped down. Before my son goes to sleep, we make sure that we put away all his toys, uh, like the bathroom sink, I'll wipe down, you know, so that even if I like a day comes and let's say the baby is super fussy and I don't get to do whatever day's work that was, the house is still pretty much in order because the little things are always taken care of. So um, that's what my, my cleaning chart system, uh, that's what it looks like. And those along with morning and evening routines, so like in the morning when my sons wake up or when, when the toddler wakes up, um, we'll pray, we'll do a little bit of playtime, he goes, use the bathroom, brush teeth, get dressed, eat breakfast, leave for school. You know, and every morning um, he knows he knows the drill. And then in the evenings, uh, it's a similar thing. So the evenings, uh, he comes home, we do snack time, we do homework, he has a little free time. Um, we do dinner, we do bath, we do bed. And I also repeat these things with him in the morning and in the evening. So when I pick him up from school, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do when we get home? We're going to have a snack. What are we going to do after that? And he'll like respond back to me. So um, it's kind of teaching him routine as well. And it, for the most part, it helps me not to encounter any um, tantrums or like, I don't want to do this, that kind of thing. I mean, it doesn't always happen. He, he, he does give his little tantrums when he's ready, but um, we are <laughs> at least all on the same page uh, with regards to routines. And um, it just kind of helps things go smoothly in the house. Yeah, I think I've, I've always been like, I've always struggled with routines in the past, but since I became a mom and decided to stay at home and now with a toddler, it just seems like, you know, routines at least in our family, and it sounds like in yours too, it's just so helpful and it's so needed. And they look different for all of us, like what works for our families. But 
it really, it makes things run so much smoother because you do, you have all those emotions that are happening with the toddlers and it just helps to have like a baseline happening um, throughout the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, what's funny, I actually didn't even realize how important routines were until maybe about a year ago, maybe a little before I got pregnant. I feel like when, when my son was born, I don't know. It's like my husband and I, we were just so loving having him that we, we just kind of moved with the wind. Like whatever we wanted to do, we would do, we'd go here, we go there. And I was just kind of like, we need some sort of order. Like we're just we're like, I don't know. We're like nomads with our living, not where we're living, obviously, but you know, and it wasn't until when we started to put order to it, I was just like, this is amazing. And then once um, we got pregnant, I was just like, oh my God, I can use this. Like life is better. So much more organized. Um, so it's been like a huge help. Yeah. And I, I love that idea too, of just like having that closing list, like to make sure like you get, you know, little things done at the end of the day, because that's what I do that too. I just call it a reset. And I do that honestly, because I don't love cleaning. So I've had to make it a habit for myself of just like, okay, these things need to get done because then there will be like some type of order in this house. And if I missed out on something the next day, it's not a huge deal. So I think that is so helpful for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about like the purpose of this all and like finding purpose in our roles, because when it comes to homemaking, you know, I think to a certain extent, we all desire to have, and maybe we don't realize it. Like, I know I didn't realize it. I know I didn't realize that I desired to have like a clean home and a tidy home because I just kind of told you that I'm not great at cleaning. That's always been my story. (laughs) Like I've always been like that, but I think we all like as moms, we all see that like things run smoother if our house is at least somewhat tidy. Like, of course, there's going to be a little bit of mess when we have kids running around and people living in our houses. Like, yeah, but, but we all desire that order. And even if we don't realize that we do. So what is like, how have you found purpose in that role? Because at the same time, we all desire it. Like, I think it helps our lives run more smoothly, but also our society doesn't really, doesn't really value homemaking and taking care of the home and it kind of values more like climbing the ladder and reaching the top and all of that. So how do you find purpose in your role as a stay-at-home mom and homemaker? Um, So I think finding that purpose, it starts with the way I view purpose. And I started to view homemaking and being a stay-at-home mom and a mother, wife, all of that as part of my purpose. And just kind of looking at it that way, it becomes something that it becomes just as important as it's not separate from climbing the corporate ladder, for example, you know, so instead of just isolating purpose to my career path, purpose is wrapped into my quote unquote career or job as a wife and a mom. So looking at it that way and changing mindset toward it, because at one point I was, I was conflicted because it's, it's like what, what what society tells me is my purpose was different from where my heart's desire was, you know, to be a wife, be a mom and make sure that things were together at home. And I was like kind of fighting, um, well, my purpose is here, whatever it is career wise. And then wife and mom is extra um, or like another piece of just life as opposed to purpose, but putting it together has really helped me to kind of, 
go full charge toward toward it. Because I, I honestly see being a wife and a mom and a homemaker as part of my my purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah. I hope it answers the question. Oh, yeah, that for sure makes sense. That makes so much sense because I think often we do, you know, maybe we don't realize we're looking at it like that, but sometimes it feels like, you know, keeping up with our homes is just something we have to do to, to I don't know, just at least not live in filth, you know, but, <laughs> but if we, if we really do start to view it as, you know, a, a piece of, of what we're doing as a whole, like almost like, you know, holistic, a uh, holistic way of looking at our life in general and just seeing how all of these pieces have purpose that work together for, for what goal we're looking to accomplish in our life in general and whatever purpose we're looking, you know, that we are serving in general. So that's so good. I love that. Okay. So I also want to, you know, as I've been going through this work and school, we've been focusing on both things, but as I've been going through this specific part of the working series and talking to different moms that are doing different types of work, um, I have really wanted to ask every single time, like, how do you care for yourself in this role? Because, Mm -hmm. and you said that's something you focus on with your blog as well, so I'm excited to hear your perspective on this. Because whatever work we're doing, it's really easy to seek perfectionism in that work and, and burnout, or at least get close to burnout. So when we stay home, I think that at least I have had this feeling of like, if I'm not go, go, going all the time, then I'm being lazy or I'm doing something wrong because, you know, it's like this guilt that like, wow, I, I get to do this. Like I get to stay at home. So now I have to like always be going, but that's, that doesn't work out. (laughs) That will, that will make like resentment and burnout happen. So how do you find rest and time to care for yourself um, when you're taking care of little ones all day? And then like also the home and then also like your work from home stuff that you do. Another totally awesome question. <laughs> I love it. Um, self-care. So this, to be honest, I'm very similar in, in, in the idea that sitting down during the day, um, like in a way I would view it like it's wrong because I'm home. So it's like, well, Celeste, the TV has to be off. You can't like, God forbid I sit down and watch a movie. Like I would feel like the worst human being ever because I'm just like, you can't just stay home and actually watch it regardless of what I did during the day. So even if I like, I cooked, I cleaned, I did this, I did that. And I sit and watch a movie, I would feel terrible, you know? Um, so I can totally relate. It's like, like I would feel as though I'm lazy just because I'm home and doing that regardless of what other things I've done. So, but um, I, so similarly to how I changed my mindset um, with regards to purpose and being a wife and mom as part of my purpose, I've also done the same thing with self-care. So I've actually kind of made it that self-care is part of my purpose. And um it, I kind of view it as a resource or I guess resources, depending on how, what type of self-care you do, um, that if I use regularly will help me to become a better wife and mother. Um, and what's funny is that I actually just, I turned 30 last year. So, and this, so this year I turned 31 and I realized that the older I've gotten, the more, the more I realize that it's important for me or not even just important, but the more I desire to be the best version of myself. Um, and that means taking care of myself and even upgrading who I am. And for example, like I have clothes in my closet that I've had 
since I was in college. And (laughs) it's just like Celeste, like you have to take ownership of who you are and who you present yourself to be to the world. And even, you know, to your husband, to your children and that kind of thing. Um, So now as part of my self-care, I'm, you know, becoming consistent uh, and creating routines for my like beauty rituals or um, just being consistent with taking care of myself health wise and going to the doctor. Like when, when was the last time? I mean, I've been to the doctor a lot recently because I had a baby, but um, outside of that, like when was the last time I went to the dentist and things like that. And really looking at self care as something that is not only holistic, but also something it's a kind of like a boost to my purpose. So if I do all the things I need to do, or at least touch on them regularly in the self care department, it's going to make me an even better Uh, fill in the blank, wife, mom, uh, speaker, whatever it is that you do, making sure that I am doing what I have to do self-care wise is like a boost to that. So changing my mindset about self-care has really helped me to make it a priority. So it's like, you know how in the corporate world, um, you'll, you'll do like trainings and things like that to help you become better at your actual job. I see self-care as that. So me doing self-care is um, a training or just, a, you know, doing what I have to do to make sure that I perform at my best um, in, the, in the other roles that I embody. Yeah, that's, that's really good and that's really important. And I like that you mentioned, like, you kind of mentioned all aspects of self-care because, like, so often we see self-care as, like, oh, going and, like, pampering. And, and you know, that can be part of it. Like you said, even just, like, a beauty routine of just, you know, maybe it's not going out and getting your nails done, but maybe it's just like at home, like, I don't know, maybe it's like making sure you wash your face before you go to bed. Just, it can be like the little things, you know, and, um, it could be either really, but just that. And then also the idea of like, we have to care for our health, literally. Like we have to, we have to put ourselves in a priority spot in our lives or else we can't be the best for our families. And I think it's hard to learn that. I think it's hard to remember that as a mom, especially as a mom with young children, like a new mom, because I, you know, the everything oftentimes that we see on social media is like, make the children the center of your universe. And while we love them 100%, and like, it's so easy to do that, we have to take care of ourselves. So that's yeah. really important. Um, okay, well, Another thing I kind of want to ask, kind of as a spinoff of that, like when you feel completely exhausted, if you have days like that, when you're just like, okay, I'm done, like I can't do this anymore. Like what, what do you do in those moments? Because I feel like, you know, when we're at home, a lot of times it might feel a little bit isolating. Like maybe we haven't had a whole lot of adult interaction that can be really exhausting. Um, so if you have those moments, like what, what do you do in those moments? During those moments, it it depends on honestly the time of day, um, because there are times when it's like, you know, I feel that way and it's like I have to keep pushing because, you know, I have to, I don't know, my son's like super hungry or something like that. If I feel, you know, really overwhelmed, usually by the end of the day, um, I hope this doesn't sound like creepy or anything, but I just like to sit in silence. Um, and it's kind of like my way of resetting. I So if I just kind of sit in silence and just kind of recoup and then also, um, remind myself of what I'm grateful for. And a lot of times the things that stress you out um, 
are also things that you can be grateful for, ironically enough. You know, like you have, for example, if your child is, um, I don't know, teething, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's been a really, really rough day. They're finally down to sleep and you're like super exhausted. Um, something like that I would kind of turn around. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I even have this child um, to be able to go through this with, you know? So I sit in silence and then also just either mentally or write it down the things that I'm grateful for. And really writing down like my grateful list uh, really, really, really helps me to kind of put things back into um, the right perspective, I'll say, because I don't think that it's, you know, feelings are always valid, especially when it's things that are happening to you left and right over and over. And that can happen um, so often as a mother and especially a mother of young, a young child or young children. Um, but it's also important um, to look at the whole picture and not just focus on the thing that kind of exhausted you. So anytime I'm feeling any type of overwhelm, anything like that, like I said, usually in the moment, I can't, you know, just stop <laughs> because that <laughs> probably will make it worse. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I sit in silence and my husband knows like if I'm, you know, like if he's somewhere, I'll go in another part of the house and just, just give me a few moments just to kind of sit and uh, woosah and then kind of just think about um, the things that I'm grateful for. And honestly, most times um, the same, like I said, the same things that showed up as like, that was like irritating me during the day end up on that grateful, grateful list anyway. So, um, and having that perspective also helps the next day or whatever day that, you know, the same thing happens or something similar happens. It's just, you know, it makes you kind of chuckle a bit as opposed to like, you know, want to rip your hair out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. I love that. I think gratitude has been so helpful to me as well. Um, and I love how you do it. And I love how that you do sit in silence because I think we have so much noise coming at us all the time. Like we've got noise, <laughs> noise in our actual homes and then we've got like digital noise. So it's not like you're like, you know, you need to quiet all the noise to really re reboot yourself almost. And, and that's, that's a really good suggestion. I just love that. Um, Okay, so there's two questions I ask every guest before we wrap up. And the first one is, you know, this podcast is a, has a focus on minimalism or at least realistic minimalism and simplicity in general. So what's something that you're simplifying right now? Um, so right now, um, I know I spoke about cooking and stuff. Um, right now, I would say with regards to cooking and getting that stuff together like daily well not daily but the days that I do cook um my slow cooker has been simplifying that area of my life entirely um, so I literally can just throw things in the slow cooker and dinner is ready and it's one less thing to think about so I'm not even just one less thing to think about less dishes to have to wash and you know that kind of stuff so that's yeah. one way um that life is being simplified right now um in this season um which is you know totally a huge help um yeah right now yeah I think slow cookers and pressure cookers and all of that they're just like so helpful <laughs> when we've got little ones running around yeah um okay and then my second question is what's something that you can't stop talking about right now so um this was pretty easy and I I, I guess it may even be just like super obvious but my son so in here like seven weeks almost eight weeks and I'm just like totally um in love like uh it's just so amazing to me that you know I brought this little human into the world and he's growing so quickly like it's only been 
two months and he's already like super alert and he's cooing and he's like lifting up his neck. And I'm just like, you're still a baby. Like, what are you doing? Slow down. (laughs) So I've been really just, I mean, I've honestly been talking about him uh, with everyone. And then even my, my older son, like, I feel like the day I brought um, the baby home uh, from the hospital, I I don't know if it's just me because, um, you know, like having and seeing this tiny baby, but I feel like my son just like matured so much um, from the time that I brought him home. And it's it's just really beautiful just being able to sit back and like this season, I'm just really, I'm really grateful for both of these little, little people that um, I have the pleasure and honor of parenting. So um, right now I just can't stop talking about my children. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. I feel like I love babies. <laughs> newborn, <laughs> newborn season is, I mean, of course there are so many struggles and challenges um, but it is so amazing to to see just this little baby growing and everything. So congrats, of course, on on that beautiful addition to your family. Um, and I'm thankful right now for Instagram because I was actually, you know, when I came up with this idea that I wanted to talk to someone that that you know has. A passion for homemaking. I kind of was just looking around at hashtags and I stumbled upon your account. So I'm really grateful that we got to chat today. So thank you so much. And before we hop off of here, where can our listeners find you and follow along? Oh, yes. Yay. Um, so I'm on Instagram. Instagram is like my favorite um, social media platform right now. And it's um, I'm at Lessie's World. So L-E-S-S-Y-S. W-O-R-L-D, W-O, goodness, W-O-R-L-D, at Lessie's World, and also um, my blog. Uh, you can follow along um, my journey on all the things that I mentioned earlier, wifehood, motherhood, um, cooking and recipes, cleaning and organization, as well as self-care at lessiesworld.com. Um, yeah, so come on over and enjoy my life, my story, <laughs> and <Yeah>. my babies. <laughs> yes, yes, they're so cute. So cute. Thank you. Um, well, it's been fun getting to know you and following along with you. So thanks again so much for coming on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Isn't Celeste so much fun and just such a lovely person? I love chatting with her. And friend, I hope you love this episode If you did, share it with a friend, share it with a friend who would love it as well, who would be encouraged by it, share it on Instagram. Remember, if you are talking about anything minimal-ish or minimalism in general, use the hashtag minimalishlife and tag me so that I can see what you're posting. I love our new hashtag. I've been following along with it and seeing what you all are posting. It's just a fun way to continue to share with each other and encourage one another towards a more simple life. Another place you can do that, as always, is the Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com groups slash minimalish podcasts. I would love to see you there. And if you are wanting some hope in homemaking, if you're not a great homemaker, or if, if at least that's what you say, like I always say about myself, head to DesireeEndries.com slash store to get my free cleaning resource. I personally have found this to be what helps me, someone who is not specifically naturally talented in the cleaning department. <laughs> it has helped me stay consistent with a cleaning routine and keep up with my home in some way, shape, or form. 
All right, friend, I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your week and a big reminder that Friday is my coffee date episode for this month. My coffee date in August will be with Amber from Delighted on a Dime, and we're going to be talking about minimalism and the debt-free journey. We're actually really kind of straying away from this theme of work and school, although we talked about it maybe a little bit. But I absolutely loved our conversation. It was my first in-person coffee date, other than the one with my husband, of course. And I think that you're really going to enjoy our conversation. Also, next week on the show, I'll be talking with Aaron Lochner, which if you've listened to the show for more than, I don't know, two episodes, you've heard me talk about her book, Chasing Slow. I am in love with this book, and I was so honored to chat with Erin. Our conversation fits in with this school and work theme because we're going to be talking about connecting with our kids through learning. Erin runs a homeschooling curriculum called Other Goose, and she homeschools her two young children. But Other Goose is not just for homeschoolers. It is for anyone who wants to connect with their kids through learning. So whether you are a homeschooling mom or you're interested in possibly homeschooling or you just want to learn about ways that you can simplify connecting with your kids through learning experiences, next week's episode is for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you will get it straight to your podcast app early in the morning next Wednesday. And I will talk to you on the next episode.